0: Good morning, and welcome to Readers Anonymous. My name is Katie F, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, May twenty-second, 2018. Today we are reading from the Big Book, Chapter 5, and we're on page 61, the second paragraph. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Elena M., for the 12 traditions, Amanda S., reading this text, are Barbara E. and Gina F. The reference numbers for Monday, May 21, 2018, are for the 7 a.m. 11,413. and for the 10 a.m. 11,439, nine. Seven thousand four three nine. Wait a minute. All right. Oh yes, that is right. Okay, That's all right. I'm sorry. can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And let me just get those reference numbers corrected for you. I apologize. Uh, For the 7 a.m. yesterday, it was 11,439, and for the 10 a.m., 11,440. Okay, I will now ask Alana M. to read the 12 steps.
1: Uh, Thanks, Katie. Um, It's Alana M, a recovering compulsive overeater from Ottawa, Canada, and here are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves.
0: Okay, thank you. I will now ask Amanda S. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Katie. May I be
2: heard? Yes. Okay. Good morning, everyone. This is Amanda S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before
0: personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Amanda. How are meetings? Today, we resume our study of the Big Book and we're on page 61, the second paragraph, and we'll be reading through two paragraphs um, and commenting on both. I will now ask
3: Barbara E to begin reading. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for this honor. Our actor is self-centered, egocentric, as people like to call it nowadays. He's like the retired businessman who lolls in the Florida sunshine in the winter, complaining of the sad state of the nation, the minister who sighs over the sins of the 20th century, politicians and reformers who are sure all would be utopia if the rest of the world would only behave, the outlaw safecracker who thinks society has wronged him, and the alcoholic who's lost all and is locked up. Whatever our protestations, we are, are we not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments, or our self-pity? Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation. But we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. Well, all of those words, those pejoratives, apply to me. Self-centeredness, selfishness, fear, oh, so much fear self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity, stepping on the toes of my fellows and then be surprised when they retaliated at me. I was definitely self-centered and self-seeking to the max. I was sure I was not good enough. I re- and I knew I was a piece of crap, but I wanted you to think I was good enough. I may not be the center of the universe, but that was all I thought about. I could be in a room with 50 people in it, and two people I know could be having a conversation off in the corner, laughing and laughing. And I would be sure, because I'm so important, that they were laughing at me. I would have been perfect for the swim garbs of the early 1900s, because I could not bear to look at myself, whether thin or fat. I would have loved to have worn those swimsuits that went down to the ankles. No matter what the bathroom scale said, I was still a crazy per- 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 person. The program is not for me personally just about getting abstinence. It's about getting abstinent imperfectly from the craziness that goes on my head. The warring parties that say, you can eat it, just have one. And the sensible barber saying, you can't have one because you won't stop. I was really in need of being scrupulously honest with myself because at my core, I am a consummate liar and a cheat. And nowhere in our 12 principle does it say that those are worthwhile qualities. So I'm here listening for experience, knowledge, inspiration from you. This meeting is a gift to me that my higher power has given me. Those bedevilments on page 52, I want the anti-bedevilments. I want my personal relationships to improve. I want to think less about me and more about you. I want to be there for you when you call and return your phone call and just give you the benefit of my experience because I know nothing. I had to be willing to open the door a crack to the possibility that there was a power outside of myself that, thank you, that could help me. I passed.
0: Thank you so much, Barbara. Okay, we are on page sixty-one. Over to page sixty-two, ending with that placed us in a position to be hurt. Who would like to share on these two paragraphs?
4: Lisa B.
5: Lisa B. Harlan G. Lauren N.
4: Larry K.
0: Larry K. Holly B. Holly B.
6: Okay. Janice P.M. Janice P.
0: Nancy, Nancy P. Nancy P. I got you, Nancy.
7: Okay,
6: thanks. Okay,
0: let's stop there. We have Lisa B., Harlan G., Lauren N., Larry K., Holly B., Janice P.M., and Nancy P. Go ahead, please, Lisa.
8: Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And thank you, Katie, for your service. I just wanted to thank everyone for the rigorous honesty that I hear on this line. I am truly um, in pre-K when it comes to living life and uh, living in an honest way and without selfishness and self-centeredness. And it's through uh, listening to all of you and the rigorous honesty that I, I hear. And I just want to thank you all for that. I pass.
0: Okay. Thank you, Lisa. Harlan G., you're up, followed by Lauren N.
5: Thank you, Katie. And thank you for your service. And thank you to Team Tuesday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. When I look at this paragraph, and I'm also chomping at the bit for tomorrow when we read the words self-will run riot, which is so mean, I'm reminded that food is not the problem, that food is the solution to the problem. What is the problem? The problem is the buildup of human emotions which demand resolution, and I will seek food in search of an effect that Dr. Silkworth describes as a sense of ease and comfort that comes instantly upon eating food. I'm reminded of page 570 in Appendix 3. Dr. Bauer writes on page 570, he writes, In this atmosphere, the alcoholic often overcomes his excessive concentration upon himself, learning to depend upon a higher power and absorb himself in his work with other alcoholics. He remains sober day by day. The days add up into weeks, the weeks into months and years. I'm reminded of something that someone very wise told me that hurt my feelings. He said to me, 20% of the people that you meet in a given situation are going to like you just because you're a good guy. 20% 20% of the people you meet in a given situation are not going to like you just because you're you and they're them. And 60% of the people that you meet, you're not even registering on their radar. And it was the third thing that hurt the worst, because I could live with people not liking me, but when, I, when he said, you're not even registering on their radar, it put me into a situation where I had to think, well, how important am I anyway? I'm just another bozo on the bus. What is this all about? This is about preparation for me to be of maximum service to God and the people about me. And if I have an over-exaggerated sense that I'm so important, that I'm so vital to the world, I cannot be of maximum service to myself, God, or anyone else. I have to remain right size. I'm neither less important nor more important than any other person. I am not the center of the universe. And I can sit around and feel sorry for myself, but people are not going to come to a pity party. They won't stay very long. It becomes tedious and boring. And then I'm going to feel abandoned and I'm going to be looking down the business end of an Oreo cookie before I know what hit me. The, the steps are designed to bring me out of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking and self-pity and stepping on the toes of fellows and having them retaliate. That's why we're going to do these steps. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Harlan. Lauren Ann, it's your turn, followed by Larry Kay.
9: Wow. This is Lauren N., compulsive overeater, sugar addict in New York. Thank God I'm recovering one day at a time today from the grace of this, this call and all the honesty that's spoken on this line. I can't believe you put me between Harlan and Larry. Oh, my God. The two kings in my head. Obviously, they're not. But wow, we all we all have such. I have such gratitude today for what I've learned in this program and for how I can be honest with myself today in a way that I've never been honest before. I know it's not it's not all about me, although I think it is sometimes I slip into that place and thank God I'm able to remember today that it's not and I can let go of that preconceived notion that I think it's all about me with the grace of God I've learned how to put down the food and pick up the phone most of the time but i do slide back and thank god i'm able to get myself out of there really quick because i know that where i'll end up i'll end up in the susie q's or i'll end up in the in the disease and i can't go there i can't afford to go there thank you all for being here every single day and reminding me that i have to work this program very diligently so that I can stay in this head, the sober head that I like so much, and that you all share with me. Thank you all, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you. Okay, now we have Larry K. followed by Holly B.
4: Katie, th- thanks so much for your service. Um, Larry K. recovered uh, this morning. You know, I want to I want to piggyback on on what Harlan said and And also what Lauren said, you know we <clears throat> I think what happens is <clears throat> my my life narrative clashes with yours, my whole life my 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 narrative clashes with yours and you know, and I'm reminded that what we hear on this line, hopefully you're hearing this on this line i i this this message when I hear it, it really resonates with me, and here's how this message goes. There's no hierarchy in this program. There's no self-anointed, you know, people on this line. There's no special people on this line. Now, I'm no, I'm no better than anyone, and I'm no worse than anyone. And like Harlan said, we need to be right-sized, and that's what the steps did. And that's what the steps continue to do. They right size me. One thing we, most of us have in common, I, I would there I would say that we all have in common, we all got to the, no one got to these rooms. You know, my life is going so well. You know what? Maybe I can even improve on that. I doubt it, but maybe I can improve on it. No, we got here. I got here on a roaring, losing streak. That's what brought me here on my knees with tears at times. So, You know, lest anyone think, you hear someone on the line, you know, maybe they say something, it resonates with you, that's great. We're all here to carry the message. But every single person, regardless, we come here because we were on a losing streak and this disease was killing us and the disease was so much more than the food. For me, it was lack of relationships. It was the inability to form any lasting intimate relationship, friendship with anyone. And nobody comes to Overeaters Anonymous to get popular, I can assure you. That was not uh, the intent of anyone you hear on this line. But but you know what's interesting? You can hear recovery. You don't have to see people, do you? I mean, it helps. If you if you saw someone, their physical packaging may matter. But you hear recovery. You can see it in their eyes, but you can hear it in their voice. And it's only by the grace of God that we recover And these steps. We do the legwork. God does the rest. We we take the action. Every day we make a commitment. We come on this line because we make a commitment to taking the action day after day after day. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. Thank God for Overeaters Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry. Okay, now we have Holly B. followed by Janice P.M.
10: Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service, and thank you, everyone, on the line and for the great cheers. My name is Polly, like want a be in cool North Carolina, very grateful for today. And this passage really used to irk me. Uh, how did I set the ball in motion? Maybe. Uh And, you know, I'm very grateful for my uh, relatively recent recovery and that as a result of having to face the truth, that I have lived as a victim most of my life as a result of bad things that happened when they shouldn't have happened. But that I continued to carry this baggage for another 40-plus years and had to eat over it, had to punish myself in other ways over it, I had set the ball in motion. I had kept it rolling every day. And I'm so grateful that I've kind of been this Theme of my springtime that, you know, I used to say I don't ever want to forget how well I went, how bad I got, how awful I felt. But I've been waking up in the morning saying I don't want to ever forget how in recovery I wake up and I look forward to the day. And in my morning meditation, I step outside the back door. And I pause in front of each pot or little plot of land where there's something blooming, something I didn't see yesterday, and I thank God that I see it. I glanced at those things in the past, but I didn't really have the um transcendent experience of seeing it because I wasn't feeling anything, and now i do I can appreciate a color or a shape or a bird song just the fact that I'm upright, because I'm very lucky to be upright, I could have been paralyzed. And um, so I'm not um, keeping that old ball rolling. I am trying to keep my eyes open and to appreciate the gratitude I have every day for recovery for all of you. And most of all, for having a connection with a higher power, I'll pass with that.
0: Thank you, Polly. And now we have Janice P.M. followed by Nancy P.
6: Well, good morning to you, Katie. This is Janice P.M. calling in from Massachusetts, and I am gratefully recovered today. Ah, selfishness, selfish, selfishness, self-centeredness is our problem. Well. Wow selfishness, when I first came in, I'm saying, geez, I'm not a selfish person. You know, I would give give things, I'd give you the shirt off my back. But it always went back to me, my, my reasons, my motives. So I didn't understand what selfishness was. You know, today I do know what selfishness is, and it's concerned primarily with Janice, you know, only with me. I thought it was an asset. You know, but it isn't, of course. Because um, I didn't think I was selfish and self centered. Well, you know, yeah, my own desires and needs. You know, I wanted you to do what I thought you should do. But however, you know, it's the root. Oh, my goodness, I said, at the root of my troubles? You mean it's not food? And it's not because I was born into alcoholism or it wasn't uh, because my father was this and my mother was that and my son and all this self-pity and all this. You know, it wasn't that's that's the root of my problem. I, I just couldn't see it. I just could not see it. But, of course, as, as you know, we work into the steps, um, you know, we see ourselves. And I, I really didn't know about myself until, you know, I dug into the treasury box, so you know it isn't really yeah the donuts and the things the 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 substances that are going to kill me, but selfishness will kill kill me, (coughs) pardon me, invariably, indirectly, because I know because I've experienced and I the things that I was brought to with this disease that I would never think of doing and it did almost kill me, killed my marriage, killed me, uh, killed my reputation, whatever, whatever. So we always made, always made decisions based on self. And I'm going to have to pass because of my cough. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: Okay,
0: thank you, Janice, and I hope you feel better. And uh, Nancy P., it's your turn.
7: Hi, thank you for letting me share. Can I be heard? Yes. Hi, this is Nancy P. Also calling in from Boston, uh, living at One with My Creator. Um, I have to say that um, I was listening to a special edition um, yesterday, and um, the person was saying that selfishness, um, as it was written in the third in 1939, had to do with not being able to. Uh, see things the way that they are and not being able to accept them. So for me, you know, I certainly have, you know, I'm just as self-centered as the next compulsive overeater. Um, And I feel like in the end, um, my problem is that even when I want things to be my way um, for good or ill, I mean, I want them to be my way because I think it's the best way, not just because I want things to be only for me. Um, but the real um, solution is, an, in a, the real problem actually is an inability to see things the way that they are and to accept things. So in the end, it comes down to acceptance. And the solution to that is get abstinent, clean house, trust God, and help others. And in my opinion, I was writing about this last night because I write about what I think the next day's reading is going to be, just that I'll have a thing in my head. Um, It all comes back to the 12th step. You know, I'm recovered from compulsive overeating. So that problem doesn't exist for me. It's been removed. So now I have to um, be a good consumer of this program, and that means to help others. And that's really where it takes me. So, I, you know, someone else was saying that they have to you know, diligently work this program. And I try I was thought to myself, that's absolutely what I try to do every single day. I make phone calls and every single day I call newcomers and every single day, um, I talk to various people whose re- opinions I respect and who I trust and whose recovery is excellent that I think is what I want to be, you know, talking to those people. And, um, I can say that, you know, at this very moment, I have some challenges in my life that are causing me a tremendous amount of pain, but there's no rage and there's no resentment. It's just pain. And, um, and I'm getting through it in that I'm just living through it without eating. And that is a miracle. There's got to be a better word than miracle. I just, it's just unbelievable. Um, I've been in this program for 47 years and I've never, ever, ever been able to do that. And, um, I'm just so grateful. So thank you all for being here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank
0: you, Nancy. And if you're just joining us, we um, started on page 61, uh, starting with the paragraph, our actor is self-centered, read through two paragraphs, ending <laughs> on page 62, in a position to be heard. So who would like to share on those two paragraphs? Rowan M. Carol R. Carol M. Carol R.
11: Chrissy.
0: I'm sorry. Say that again.
11: Chrissy. I
0: got Roanne M. and Carol R. and Chrissy. What is your initial of your last name? K. Okay. Who else? Did Leia I know you? Leah Leah F. I'm some Jody E. Q. Yes, Jody You're
11: back.
0: Right. Okay. Anyone else? Okay, I have Roanne M, Carol R, Valerie B. Okay, just one second, I'll give the order. Okay, thank you, Valerie. Okay, Roanne M, Carol R, Chrissy K, Leah S, Jody EQ, and Valerie B. Go ahead, please, Roanne M. Good morning. This is
12: Roanne M in New York. Um, I love these paragraphs. You know, it describes me to a T when I'm in my disease. You know, they're talking about a retired businessman who is just enjoying himself in the Florida sunshine, and yet he's still complaining. And, you know, and, they're, and then there's talking about how everything would be utopia if everyone in the world would behave. That's me. Like, I, when I'm in my disease and I'm in selfishness and self centeredness, I think that everything would be perfect. If everyone else in the world would follow my script. And that's how I still think. You know, it still comes up for me. I want everyone else to follow my script and be exactly the way I think they should be. That's when I'm trying to play God. That's when I'm trying to be the director and run the show. And I have to remind myself that I'm not God, I'm not the director. I'm the actor. And this line just resonates with me so much. I'm sure all would be utopia if the rest of the world would only behave. That is just so me. The outlaw safe cracker who thinks society has wronged him. You know, like, thinking that, like, I got the short end of the stick. You know, like, I have to overcompensate because I got the short end of the stick so I have to make sure that I'm making up for it and just it's like I'm entitled to getting extra all the time. So I resonate with that as well. Um, whatever our protestations are not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments, our self pity. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, selfishness, self-centeredness—that we think is the root of our troubles. The troubles all the time, self, self, self. So this program tells us, this book tells us a million times, when all other measures fail, work with another alcoholic will save save the day. And why does it tell us that? because all we think about is ourselves, So we have to get out of ourselves and work with someone else and be of service. Because if I'm in my head all day and thinking about myself, it's a terrible existence and I'm gonna go crazy and I'm gonna be self-destructive. So that means I need to work with others and get out of my head And be of service and do something that will give me self-esteem and feel good about myself instead of just thinking about me, me, me all day. And so that's why this book calls us a million times to work with others and be of service. Thank you for letting me
10: share.
0: Thank you, Rowan Carol R., you're up, followed by Chrissy K.,
10: Carol
13: R. Star 1 to unmute. Hi, can you hear me? Sorry about that. I thought I was unmuted. Um, good morning, everybody. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. I'm pretty new to the uh, Visions, although I've been in the program for a long time. Um, gosh, I'm just feeling so uh, grateful. Um, when I was... Reading through this with you guys, um, I just remember when I came in, when I first came into the program, I just felt so, like, self-righteous, and I thought, I couldn't even see any of this. Like, the only, I came in because of the food, you know, the food was killing me, you know, and I wanted to lose weight, And um, and you guys gave me this program, you know, of, you know, diving into myself, and working the steps and starting to look at myself. And by doing that, you know, I started to uncover the selfishness and the self-centeredness. And it talks about, this one line just gets to me, driven by a hundred forms. It's just not one form, but a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking. A hundred forms of self-seeking. It's like, it's like almost um, unfathomable. The amount of ways that I'm going to go into my selfishness and my self-centeredness and how much I'm revolved around that. And it's just crazy that when I first came in the program, I didn't even know it. I was so self-righteous. And, like, I guess I can still fall into that denial, you know? And um, now I have this, you know, I'm working through the steps with my sponsor. I'm up to step 9 and 10. And I'm looking at step 10, and it's talking about a daily scrutiny like, of, like, my character defects and, like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's, and it's really talking about, like, really being rigorously honest and really looking at, you know, your day and, and scrutinizing anything, and I can be very, um I can sugarcoat things, like, I can, um, my, my motives, like they, they aren't always pure, you know? So it's really important that I keep looking at everything and, you know, like somebody else said, um, the reason that we have to work with others is to get out of ourselves because we're like so focused on ourselves. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want that. I don't want to be like that. You know, I don't want to be focused on myself, but, you know, through the grace of God and work in the program, you know, I can get out of this, and I don't. You know, and then you know, as I'm stepping on my toes, it's creating uh, not my toes, I'm stepping on the toes of others. It's creating a lot of pain in my life.
10: <laughs> that's where,
13: I'm, that's where I'm heading back to the food to dull all that pain. You know, because I'm like so messed up in my head that I keep, you know, stepping on other people's toes and hurting people right and left. You know, through the day, so. This program is a godsend for me, and um, I just i feel so blessed to be in it, and I feel so blessed, um, you know, that I found a group of
0: people that
14: are
13: hardcore, so thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Carol. Okay, Chrissy Kaye, it's your turn, and then we'll have Leah F.
11: Hi, this is Chrissy Kaye, compulsive overeater. Um. When I started in 1978, I believe they called us babies. Well, that was good for me because I believed I was like a little girl in a candy store. And I really saw myself as a candy, addicted to candy. So sugar to me was the thing and I could see that, so, and God removed me from the sugar, and the program was not like now, but I kind of used it with the serenity prayer, and it worked, and, but now, here I am 66, and I'm doing a new four-step,
9: here I am 66, I'm a little girl.
11: I'm still a little girl. I'm a little girl still. Which one is good? Because I need God. And He is my father. And He can tell this little girl what to do every day. And I listened. And how to take care of my sicknesses, I have many, and I have to take care of myself and take care of myself sicknesses, and I have to listen to my husband who takes care of me for forty five years, and I have to he's very good to me, and I have to listen to him because I'm really a little girl. My mother was schizophrenic, and at 26, she thought at seven, I could raise three boys and a girl, and I did. I rose to the occasion, and I thought I was mother of the world. That is my character defect. And now I have to remind myself. (laughs) I need to take care of myself, be mother of me, just me. Just me. I am mother of me now. And I listened to God today. And that was all when I passed. Thank you, Chrissy.
0: Okay,
15: Leia S., it's your turn, followed by uh, Jody EQ. Thank you so much. My name is Leia S., and I'm a very grateful recovered overeater from Brooklyn, New York. Um, okay, well. So much over here. We have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. Wow. Um, when I came into this, uh, I don't know. I'm being distracted by noises. <laughs> um, when I came into this um, program, I was so happy because I got into Hello? a.
8: Hello.
15: Someone is not uh, muted. Okay, because I was put into a structure, I got structure in my food, oh my goodness, this is great, this is so great. Guess what? we can come up against mother's day we don't have we can come up against our birthday, we can come up against holidays, and we're not gonna we're gonna have this structure, not only that we're gonna eat properly and right, and we're not gonna you know i don't feel hungry, my goodness so why, why continue with these steps for crying out loud i you can 't go into my personal life, so Leia here is who I am, and I have come with the baggage that I have come with my life experiences that I have come, but this program is promising me a whole lot more on page 83 and 84 they are really telling us that these promises are going to get become true but you know what i don't even want any of those promises if only you if you tell me that i can be happy and that i can be neutral that that's quite an impossibility and it is true it is true it is happening so I came here with hurt, with pain, and being hurt, and allowing voices in my head to telling me about hurt. And this program is telling me to better myself and not others. Just concentrate on you, Leah. And guess what? Others are changing. Things are changing. They're not so challenging anymore. They become doable they become neutral and they become happy for me and thank you for letting me share i pass thank you leah jody eq you're up followed by
0: valerie b
8: thank you katie good morning everyone this is jody eq recovering in california So selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. That may strike some people as harsh and uncaring and, yeah, uncaring. A lot of us have trauma in our childhoods, abuse of different kinds. Many of us have suffered a lot. And here we come at our bottom to Overeaters Anonymous and you're telling me that I'm selfish and self-centered. <laughs> well, it may seem harsh, but uh, it's really actually in the end, it's, uh, it serves us, serves me to see, look for my part in my situation. In my, in my compulsive overeating, in my strained relations with others, in my inability to make a living, etc. I have to look for my part in it. I am the only thing I can change. I can't control anyone else. I can't change my past. But when I look for my part and I take responsibility 100% for my life, then things begin to get better. I need to get away from self-pity. I need to get away from self-delusion and self-seeking. And these 12 steps, I'm able to find uh, love from my higher power and from my fellows, which has a healing effect So it may seem harsh, but in reality, really, there is love here. There is love to be found. And I get to pass that on to others, as has been said, how important that is to get out of myself and to start being of service. Because ultimately, that's what will help me. And with that, I pass.
10: Thank you, Jody. Okay, Valerie B, you're up. Um, thank you for your share. Thank you for your service. Um, this is
14: Valerie B, recovering compulsive overeater. Um, you know, I I just have this thing where um, it it's like when I when I first came into recovery 47 years ago. Um, and I had a substance abuse problem. I was 17 years old. And um, I basically did what the big book said. My whole life changed. My whole life changed. Um, you know, the, the, the places I used to go, the people I used to see, all done, over with. And and I heard somebody, and, I, and I've heard other people say this too. I heard a doctor on television say that... Um, uh, that he had a, an easier time getting away from drugs than he did getting away from binge foods. And um, this is no, and I, you know, honestly, when I first came to OA, I just thought, well, you know, you know I, I, you know, stopped smoking, I stopped doing all these other things that seemed to be so much more addictive. I thought, oh, you know, I'll go to the meetings, it'll be, it, you know, it'll be, be, a, be a breeze. I, you know, I went through this before. Oh, my gosh, you know, I mean, you know, please, please, you know, please, people, correct me, you know, I, you know, if, if I'm, a, this is, this is kicking my behind, and for some reason, you know, I just would read the big book and take it where, where it would be like, you know, it sounds like, you know, these guys come and they, you know, they, they go and make amends to everybody, and this one guy, you know, you know, he, Either their lives are put together and everything's so beautiful. And honestly, that's been happening to me since I came to the pro this program three years ago. You know, my life has been so put together that I can't even believe the, the prosperity and the blessings that have come into my life. I mean, I, I I look out the window, I look at my car, I look at the job I'm doing. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it's me. You know, but um, but at the same time, you know, I'm doing another. I'm doing a you know, I'm getting ready to to do it, like another step eight, and um, you know, and I I just it, it's kicking my butt. You know, I I don't know, you know, this whole thing is just kicking my behind, and and um, I but I'm not going to give up. I I'm not going to give up. I, I I'm not going to give up. I'm not, I, I I don't do this thing perfectly. I wish I could just walk out of it and it's over, you know. And uh, I am struggling. I'm struggling very badly but I but I can't give up. I can't give up. I'm going to do this another day with you guys shoulder to shoulder. And um and I'm you know I'm going to you know, you know by the grace of God, I'm I'm going to receive you know his grace today to do this one more day with you guys and um I'm going to get to that place where I was a few you know a few months ago before life crowded in on me where everything's neutral you know i'm just totally neutral and i i totally want that back again and i'd appreciate your prayers thank you so much for letting me share bye-bye
0: thank you valerie okay we have time for two more people who would like to share joe m russ m joe m and Russ nessa M. I. okay thank you sorry nessa but i got two i have joe m and russ m go ahead please joe
16: Thank you. Good morning, and good morning to everybody on the line. Selfishness, self centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. What? Mm-hmm selfishness and self-centeredness is the root of my troubles. I thought food was the root of my troubles. I thought you were the root of my troubles. I thought my past was the root of my troubles. And so long I was in that position, I could not have recovery. One of the most significant shifts I've ever made in my life is to take ownership of my condition, to take ownership of my ego, to accept that this ego is mine. It doesn't belong to anybody else. Now, if you know, when I was five years old, I don't think I could say that, but when I was an adult, I came to Overy's Anonymous, and I had to make the transition from being a victim to being someone who accepted that I had a condition. And when I was able to accept that I had, when I was willing to accept that I had this condition of selfishness and self-centeredness, then I was able to avail myself of the program, which led me into a life I could never imagine possible and I'm free today, and I have something to give to others today, not only in this fellowship, but in all of my affairs as well. And I love the fact that they don't mince words in the big book, that they confront the condition, they confront the ego head-on, because it has to be confronted head-on. It's a powerful, powerful drive. I mean, it drove me to 254 pounds, for heaven's sake, and I'm not that big. My natural body isn't that big. It drove me into overeating the likes of which I hadn't seen before, a desperate kind of eating, a hopeless kind of eating, a hopeless condition of mind and body. So that condition needs forcefulness. And the language that they use in the big book is forceful. And I'm so glad for that. No, I didn't like this at first. No, I didn't want to accept this at first. But for my freedom... I needed to accept it. So, yes, selfishness, self-centeredness, and that remains the root of my trouble. Whatever trouble I have internally, selfishness and self-centeredness is the root of it. And how do I know? Step 10 brings me into, oh, that's where I'm selfish and self-centered. So I don't say this, I don't feel attacking toward myself or to others, but I think this is just a way to tell the truth about the nature of our condition. And accepting this truth leads to such freedom. Thank you, I'll pass
17: Thank
0: you, Joe.
17: Okay, Russ you're up. Morning, Katie. Morning, fellows. Uh, so everybody's hammering it. Joe just, she stole my thunder, but it's, just, it's all the same, right? I, I, I'm thinking as we're reading this, I'm thinking like, I wonder if there's a self-centered anonymous or spoiled brat anonymous, because that's what I needed. You know, it wasn't the food. It was, you know, I couldn't manage life. Yes, true, obviously, but it wasn't, that I was overwhelmed by life. It was I wasn't getting what I wanted out of life. I didn't get what I felt that I deserved. And I was like that that safe cracker, pissed at the world because the world did me wrong. When a lot of times my behavior, my manipulative behavior, which I didn't realize was manipulative until I, you know I got in the program, set me up for these bad relationships. And I put myself in a bad spot, and then I'm pissed at pissed off at someone else because they did me wrong. So the. the, the that the the hammers laid down in, in the big book, and there, there's no—it's true. It's just true. We got to look at ourselves. I can't blame that I was abused, or my dad was an alcoholic. I lived—I was in a bar. What all that crap? Yes, yes, that happened. But sometimes you got to grow the hell up, and take care of your issues. And I didn't want to do that because the truth hurt. But because of this program, I was—I'm able to do it. I still got to do it because I still get spoiled every once in a while, even in program. It doesn't just go away. And thank thank God we have these tools that, you know, are steps that we can work to free us of that emotion and that craziness in our mind so we can act human and be able to treat people, be of service to people, be efficient and effective to the people around us. So thank you for letting me share. Love you guys.
0: Thank you, Russ. Well, we have about 30 seconds left, and I'll just say... That, you know, I got stuck into all of these things, just like everyone else here, and I thought that if I just conquered my fear, if I just conquered, you know, each aspect of this, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this problem anymore, and that didn't work either. I had to work the steps thoroughly, completely, surrender the food, put it all down, and then I was able to move on with my life. And, you know, it's still amazing how self-centered and self-seeking and self-pity, I can fall into that. It's not like I've I've risen above human and I, I don't fall into those things. And I didn't know what protestation meant. I looked it up and it's like protest. Like I would protest the idea that I was all these things. I didn't want to believe it, but I believe it today and I'm willing to humble myself and... uh work these these steps on a daily basis. And with that, I'll pass, and I just wanna thank everyone who shared, thank everyone who helped with the meeting today, Alana, Amanda, Barb, Barbara E, Gina F, Gina R, and Kristen D. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Tuesday, May 22nd, is 11,443. That's 11,443. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Gina F. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
1: Hi, everybody. Gina F. recovering Connecticut. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order.